When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome to the Dogs Podcast with your hosts, Blake Reneker, Justin Charles, John Nye, and Josh All. What's up, Browns fans? Welcome back to another episode of the Dogs Podcast presented by Omaha Steaks. We're here on Wednesday before Thanksgiving, just coming to you guys with a preview of the Broncos game. We got me, Josh, John, Justin, and Kenny Mack is joining us today to preview the game coming up this weekend. We're coming a little early because of the holiday weekend, so just trying to get everybody some Browns content as you're driving around doing your family stuff this weekend, and that's what we'll be doing as well. So before we dive into everything, remind you guys, if you're watching on YouTube, please like this video, subscribe to the channel, and follow us on the socials, TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all that good stuff. If you guys want more dogs content, head to jointhedogs.com, become an official Dog Pack member. Get in there now. We just had somebody sign up today with the free membership. Get in for the Discord this Sunday. You guys want to be there this Sunday afternoon when we're all in there watching the Broncos game, chatting it up, having a good time. It's, it's just it's a lot of fun. So with all of that being said, and I just kind of rolled through that stuff quick, Justin, let's dive to you because you weren't with us Monday. You're not feeling good. You've been under the weather and would love to hear your feedback from the Steelers uh, game. All right, guys, well, bear with me. Uh, my voice is a little shot. Uh, a little under the weather, but what a what a great game! What a great atmosphere in Cleveland on Sunday. I commend all Browns fans that were at that game. I was so proud. Um, the, just seeing Nick Chubb and Jimmy, and it just uh, you know it was it was a great great day. Pulled out a win. Um, I do want you know I had a few days to just think about things though and and just reflect on some of the things that I've said the last two weeks, you know, Baltimore fans and Pittsburgh fans. And, you know, I, I just, I just wanted to take a minute to maybe apologize to absolutely no everyone. Yeah, <laughs> let's go Cleveland. We did it, baby. Let's go. MGK, my city, my city. Yeah. Let's go on a little streak here, but that's all I got. Um, my voice is still really shot. I, I don't know that's probably the most I'm going to bring you for you guys today, but uh, excited to be in here in the group. Uh, hopefully be back in the studio on Monday uh, over 75% or so, but let's go. Good to be here with my boys right now. <laughs> oh, that was beautiful. That was, man. We missed that energy on Monday for sure. Um, no, uh, Otter McGregor uh, reference. I was just saying, no Irish accent though. I, I wasn't bringing all that. 
Um, oh, I love that. So before we go any further in the show, I do want to just tell everybody, Blake had this really good idea. We played the Kevin Stefanski post-game speech on the show Monday night where, you know, he's telling them, you know, what about that effing team win? You know, whatever it effing takes. And that's kind of become the motto, honestly. So Blake had a great idea. We came up with a new t-shirt design. It's on our store. We don't talk about our merch store very often, but if you go to the dogspodcast.com slash shop, you can get the new Cleveland football, whatever it effing takes shirt from the dogs podcast. Um, and actually it's perfect timing because right now uh, the vendor that we go through for our swag, they're running a black Friday, cyber Monday sale. So shirts right now, you get your t-shirts starting at just $12 and 50 cents. It's a pretty good deal. That's- pretty good sale. It's a great time to get in there and just, just get this thing. Wear it the rest of the season. Cause that's what this season's all about. It's about whatever it freaking takes to win every game we can possibly win. It's what we've been doing the whole season. And I don't see any reason why it stops now. I agree. This team's doing things other teams don't do. This much adversity is enough to make any team fold, and we're just not doing it. We're not hearing any of that negativity right now. Just you guys, you guys know where we were ten years ago. We had Rob Tudinski as a coach. He had three quarterbacks that he went through. He went through Whedon. He went through Campbell. I think we started the year off with Hoyer, and we even had like six Pro Bowls that year. And what did we finish? Does anybody know? Uh, was that a four and twelve year? Yeah, I'm gonna. Yeah, okay. Yeah, four and twelve. So, I, I mean, that's a safe guess. We finished a lot of seasons four and twelve. Yeah, <laughs> unlucky number for us. Both yeah, we're winning games that in the past we would always find ways to lose. That that's what I've taken away from this year is those games that come down to field goals or just big stops or key plays. We never got any of those. And if, in fact, we'd laugh, you know, amongst ourselves as Browns fans of how we would, you know, Browns it up, they used to call it. But there, I refuse to believe that this team is built different. You see it when you see they talk to these guys, when you see the mic'd up stuff. And Martin Emerson believes it. If you don't think these guys don't believe that they're a for real team, go watch some of that stuff. They don't, they don't care who the, who's up, who's down. Let's go get the dub. Yeah, those are, the defense has been unreal, and the offense does enough to pull it out at the end of the game. It's a lot like the Cardiac Kids. I, like, I was literally five years old when the Cardiac Kids were going at it with Brian Sype, but they were pulling them out in the end. But, like, can you guys imagine? Imagine if we had Dustin Hopkins, like, five for the last five years. Oh, man. How many more wins would we have? Because, like, you were just saying, like, we're pulling out the field goals. That's That was, like, one of the biggest things that yeah. I could do. Like, I remember... I, I just happened to remember the New Orleans game. We had Tyrod Taylor threw a dime to like, I forget the rookie. We were about to uh, win the game. We come back and then I can't remember even who the kicker was. But it was Dude, I think it was uh, St. Gonzalez. Oh, it could have been Gonzalez. You're right. And he he missed it, shanked it. I was like, Ugh. Isn't that the game we had two missed extra points and two missed field right. goals? So we lost by like two points or something. Yeah, yeah. I remember that one too. Yeah. And yeah. now we don't, these guys believe, man. Like when you have a kicker and you know he can hit his kicks, you can just see it elevate. As good as our defense is, they know that if they get to that point, they're going to win the game. Right. Even yeah. last year, think about just last year, Chargers game, ball, the Baltimore in Baltimore game. There was games that we, that we could have taken away and 
we just left it out there. We just on a kick. And, you know, we we tried to be patient with Kate York and said, you know, hey, he's just a rookie. We've got high draft capital in the guy. I've never been so thankful that this management made that decision because I don't know. I don't know at the time I really I was glad that they kind of did, but I didn't know what we were getting. So I just didn't want it to be another situation where we're bringing in another guy that because he lost the uh, the kicking battle. And they basically just were like, hey, we're going to try to get anything we can out of this guy. Awesome move. It's it's very, even though I'm still nervous every kick, deep inside, I, I'm like, this is going in and it's exciting. It's yeah, just yeah. no doubt. It, it's totally different. I mean, you talk about these defensive guys believing. I mean, Greg Newsom posts on Twitter, I can't believe I'm playing with the best cornerbacks in the league or something like that. And it's it's like, yes, you absolutely are. This this group of secondary guys is absolutely outstanding. Um, we I, I want to shout out Jason B. I don't want to use your last name because I don't know if you want me to, but he sent us in a voicemail and, and we're not going to play it on the show because I don't have it queued up, but that's because it's all over social media. He sent us like a movie trailer, like voiceover type thing for the Browns defense this season. And I listened to it. I was like, this is freaking awesome. So I actually sat down and just real quick made like a movie trailer video with it. And I, I'm not playing it on the show here because YouTube's really stupid about like copyright crap and stuff. So if you want to see it, head to Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. It's all over our social medias. Check it out. It actually turned out pretty cool. I mean, the voiceover is legit. So Jason, thank you for sending that in and, and the inspiration of that, that voicemail. It's epic really cool stuff. I watched it today. It's epic. I showed it to a couple of people and they're like, this is badass. And I was like, yes, it is. Yes, it damn is. <laughs> yeah. So, hey, and if you guys want to send voicemails into the show, we'll play them live on the air. Uh, go to thedogspodcast.com. Just tap the voicemail up in the up in the menu or in the drop down on your phone, whatever you guys want to do. Kenny leaves them all the time. Do my best. Yes, you do. You do a great job. Oh, well, do you guys, you guys want to talk about this, uh, you know, Broncos game coming up? We got a game on Sunday. Um, yeah. I, I suppose this would be Super Bowl number 11 for the Browns this yeah. season, according to all the, the idiots. Yeah, Ben Roethlisberger and all the idiots online. So, hey, yeah. every game's a Super Bowl. Let's win them all. Yeah, no kidding. I, I don't know what to expect from this game because you go through two, like, very emotional games and you would expect a letdown from the Browns, right? But... Uh, if you take a look at the Broncos, they lost two nail biters. And like, we've been in that position, you know, where we've lost two nail biters in a row. We, we think that we're going to be in the game yeah, that, and, and it's, it's a letdown. And it seems like it's going to be a letdown for both teams. So I'm almost thinking in my head, like just without looking at the stats, just based on the emotional factor, we're going to have another like 13, 10, 16, 13, like grinder out game again, because that's what the Browns do. But if you take a look at the Broncos, they've lost a lot of close ones and been in some close ones. So, I mean, if history's got anything to say, that's what it's going to be. I agree with you, Kenny. I completely agree with you. I think it's going to be another really, really tight, close game. You have the Browns defense going up against another very, I think they're a very good defense and they're playing very, very well. They're they're building this win streak that they're on off of their defense. It's not like the, their offense has gone out and just blown up they've been taking down some very tough teams at least historically the past few years tough teams i mean they've beaten 
the Chiefs, Buffalo, I mean, they, they're kind of emotionally riding high right now. It seems like things are going well. So I, I think it all comes down to, you know, which offense can execute better because or who can get a turnover. And this is a very, this is a winnable game for the Browns, but this isn't like a gimme like we thought it was going to be maybe a month ago or even six weeks ago. We we looked at this game and went, man, Denver, eh, when they be, suck. Anytime they go, you know, you go out and you let another team drop 70 points on you, you right. kind of become the laughing stock of the league. And then that just, that one game morphs everybody's mindset and thought perception of you for the rest of the season where it's not necessarily the reality. I mean, Denver, like you said, they're they're coming in on a four game win streak. They started one and five, and now they're making their their you know stands for a playoff push and everything. So, you know, it, they're a tough team. They're I wouldn't consider them a high level team, but they're definitely not bottom tier like we thought they might be. And the thing that worries me about Denver is their defense is tied for second in the league in takeaways on defense. And we are still down at the bottom of the league in giveaways on offense. So this is one of those matches where if you just look at those two things, it concerns me because our offense has been very turnover prone this season, especially with backup quarterbacks in the lineup. And their defense has been really good at forcing offenses to turn the ball over. Yeah, I mean, the other thing is, is I'm just going on without stats again. Like I've been on this planet for 48 years. And uh, what I meant to say in the um, uh, uh, Discord the other day was I think I've only seen them win twice in in Denver. I know that in my lifetime they've more, won more than twice against Denver, but they don't win very much there. And I'm not feeling very good about that. You know, another place that they never play well is Tampa for whatever reason. And uh, th- they just seem to have that inability to win there. And if history, history dictates itself, not feeling too good about the game either. But I would really like to win this against an AFC opponent and let the chips fall where they may against the Rams. Yeah, I mean, I think it's it's so hard to predict because we went up against the Ravens. It was the number one and number two defense and everyone kind of predicted in typical AFC North battle and it ended up being both teams scored 30 plus. So it's this is a game where I, like, I feel like it's probably going to be low scoring because of the defenses, the takeaways, you know, statistically, that's kind of what it looks like. And we're going to go into a high-altitude hostile stadium and have a tough time. Uh, probably going to be, you know, on the oxygen and stuff after every play. <laughs> but, man, I, I would think we're winning a close one. I just think we got, we do whatever it takes. And Well, I mean, if you take a, just a look at the offensive rankings now, because I just pulled it up while you were talking... We're number 21 offense, they're number 25. We're number one on defense, they're number 30. You know, it's just taking the ball away, which sucks, which we're really good at, right? Right, we're yeah. Seven, we're 27th in passing, they're 25th. And they're, we're number four in rushing, they're not number 50. I mean, if you take a look at that, we pretty much have the edge in everything. But again, if you turn the ball over like you did against Pittsburgh, then you don't win. Exactly. And I, I think we could run the ball on this team. Uh, you would think based on the numbers that we're going to be able to run the ball on them. And once we establish that, that kind of opens up the playbook a bit more. That's something we didn't have against the Steelers. So I, it remains to be seen, but I, I do think we're going to run the ball quite successfully against them though. 
No, that's a great point. I do think that running the ball is going to be a lot easier this week compared to how it was against the Steelers. That was absolutely horrible to to watch us continue to try to do it, but we really didn't have a choice. We had to keep just trying to grind it out, grind the clock, and, and play keep away as much as possible, although we weren't able to pick up first downs. But running the ball, I do think, is going to be better this week, and that should open up. I I, I think Kevin's going to continue to keep you know, the passing close to the line of scrimmage. Again, DTR only had four passes over 10 yards the entire game against the Steelers. Maybe he throws a few more, but I don't know. I, I think they kind of, they're going to keep it close. I mean, David and Joe had 15 targets and I'm guessing they were all 15 probably within 10 yards. Like, I don't, I can't remember if anything was further downfield than that, but you know, he, he came out and said, can't, it's all on me. I can't be dropping the ball. I can't be making those mistakes. So it was good to see him you know, do the FaceTime with Kevin at home, getting ready to jump on the jugs machine. That was pretty cool. Yeah, he's just got to dial it up a little bit with that kid's got a rocket arm, right? But yeah, on the offense, uh, like good point about the the rushing. Like, where, where's your money right now with all the injuries? It's the offensive line, and it's your three guys in the middle. It's Teller, it's Matonio, and it's Posick, right? Those guys, we got to use them. They're big money makers. Run behind them. Um, they're getting the big bucks for a reason. Then the other guy making the big money is Samari Cooper. So let's get him some slants, whatever we have to do to get him going. And then hopefully get one or two bombs to open it up a little bit. Because I like the way DTR fired that ball down there at the end of the game. Like those were hard slants, hard come-ins. Uh, let's get that going. I mean, maybe he can build on that. Uh, so they're not creeping up and creeping up and creeping up on us on defense and maybe they're 30th ranked defense maybe they've been susceptible to some screens too so get that going yes justin i see you smiling over there what do you got man i was just in the chat and um uh somebody said i ran into him at the game and i was like oh boy like at what point of that did that happen (laughs) um he said outside the stadium um i was in a an astronaut outfit and i was like holy shit yeah i definitely i'm pretty sure i just walked up and said dude that is awesome i can't recall, <laughs> recall exactly the wording but i'm pretty sure it was something i can't say on youtube but uh <laughs> but um yeah absolutely uh that's very cool man uh great great outfit great browns outfit he was in an acid brown suit i mean that's what cool. you know uh, it was awesome that's but yeah cool. he's in the chat right now um Hey brother, section five twelve or pregame, just holler at me. <laughs> have a just have a little beverage together, maybe a pregame cigar or something. I don't know, you know. <laughs> but uh, um, yeah, no, that's all I'm smiling about. Very exciting. Well, I was I was looking in the chat too, and of course we got Fatal Gnome with us. He's one of our Dog Pack members on Patreon. He's always in Discord with us. He just did a super chat. Said this team denies or <laughs> denies. Wow. This team defies history. The culture had changed. Next man up, whatever it effing takes. Total team buy-in. And that's exactly what we're seeing. Um, um, go ahead, something John. to point out with that, you're 100% right. And it makes me think the Browns might not have the best historical record in Denver, but this is a different Browns team. Yes. We're, uh, starting with the culture, but I mean, everything about it, the locker room, the buy-in, you know, the trust, uh, the camaraderie. We're just yeah. a different team. We don't have a historic... 100%. We're not the old Browns. We don't have a good history against the Steelers, against the Ravens. We don't have a good history against teams that are as good as the 49ers. Like, we don't win those games, historically. And this year we are. So, 
the tide is turning, things are changing, and it's just good to con- see that continuing each week. So real quick, before we move on, though, Browns fans here in Ohio, I want to talk to you guys about Caesar Sportsbook. They're running new sign-up offer. You guys don't want to miss this. New customers can get their first bet on Caesars up to $1,000 by using our code DOGS1000 when you sign up. Not only is your first bet covered, but you'll also be directly supporting our show. So if you haven't joined Caesar Sportsbook yet, now is the perfect time to make your move. Just remember our code DOGS1000 during sign-up when you place your first bet. This offer is only available for new customers who are 21 and older and physically present in Ohio. Please gamble responsibly. If you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Check the episode description for the full terms of the offer to see if you can qualify. This episode is brought to you by Omaha Steaks. Browns fans, the holidays are right around the corner and it's time to start thinking about that gift giving and what you're going to be getting the special people in your life. I know for me, it makes my gift decision making so much easier when I just get everybody Omaha Steaks. That's right. Mom and dad, grandma and grandpa, the in-laws, brother, sister, everybody just gets Omaha Steaks. So go to omahasteaks.com right now. Take advantage. They're doing 50% off site-wide for their Black Friday and Cyber Monday sale this week. So get in there and get these deals right now. So enter code DOGS, D-A-W-G-S, when you check out, and you also get $30 off on top of the 50% off site-wide. So score these delicious deals. You get tender, juicy, extra-aged, perfect steaks, mouth-watering, bacon, wrap filet mignons. Like, this stuff is awesome, guys. Get your gift stuff done now. Check it off the list and enjoy the holiday season without the stress of figuring out what the heck you're going to get, everybody. So hurry up. The Black Friday and Cyber Monday deals are going on right now at Omaha Steaks. They're going to be gone before you know it. Enter code DOGS, D-A-W-G-S, when you check out at omahasteaks.com. Get 50% off site-wide, and that code DOGS will get you an extra 30 bucks off the order. That's our little holiday gift to you. And you know what? It's the perfect gift. They don't just open it once. They open it every time they pull it out of the freezer to make another meal. So visit omahasteaks.com and save big with 50% off site wide. Plus use our promo code DOGS, D-A-W-G-S, when you check out and get that extra $30 off your order. It's just our little holiday gift to you. So get your orders in now. Minimum order may be required. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So you guys want to talk real quick about the guy who's going to be on the other side of the field, and that would be Russell Wilson. He's having a little bit better season than what he had in his first year in Denver last year. Yeah, yeah. Let's talk about it. Okay. So I, I was, still go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I was just let me let me throw out some stats. Oh, we got a somebody. John is that John is jumped off Zoom? All right. Everything oh, got messed God. up. Yeah. Uh, so Russell Wilson, the quarterback for the Broncos last last year. 
he was completing just 60.4% of his passes, and he only threw 16 touchdowns the entire season. He's already got 19 touchdown passes this year, only four interceptions, and he's completing 69% of his passes. So he's he's uh, definitely stepped it up from where he was last season. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. I, I, I still don't think he's like balling out or anything like that. I Honestly, I think there's a big emergence. He's never been like a scrub guy, but he's never... He came, he had a nice breakout rookie year and then got injured. But Cortland Sutton is having a sneaky, quiet, very nice year. He's he's been kind of the go-to guy. We always thought it would be baby Jerry Judy, but Cortland Sutton is uh is kind of a, a nice weapon for them. Go ahead, Kenny. Yeah. Sorry, buddy. We're, we're yeah, we're halfway through and uh, he's got eight touchdowns and then uh, at the beginning of the year, I don't know what you guys did for fantasy. I took Russell Wilson in a lot of my leagues. It's more of a bench to kind of sub in and earn some of my super leagues. Uh, you know, that 19 to 4 interception, touchdown to interception ratio, that's sweet. I'd love to have that here right now, you know, because you're halfway through the season. So, I mean, he's shooting towards 40, which probably is not going to happen, but that's just doubling up. But he's looking good. And, like, if you're going to bet on anybody, bet on Sean Payton because he's slowly turning this team around, Right. They're starting to believe a little bit. They're eking, they're like in every game. Now they just got to win a couple, you know, and like winning against us, like a big, like the number one defense, that will go go big for them. But good for us. We got the number one defense. So let's make them, you know, five and six. Let's do this. Absolutely. Totally Absolutely. agree. So I'm just kind of reading through the chat. DJ Kbex has some questions about DTR. Kind of like the passing volume and things like that. I'm just kind of sorry. I he's left maybe four or five comments here. I'm just kind of skimming. But last one DTR threw 43 times versus Steelers. Probably double the amount most backups would get in one game. If you think about the Steelers yeah. game, I was talking to somebody the other day. I said the Browns are basically like running through the air with the short passes. You know, we weren't able to hand off as much as we wanted to because everything was a stuff at the line. So it was okay. Well, let's throw a two yard pass, and yeah, that's that's kind of how I saw that unfolding. Um, as far as the as you, more downfield passing, maybe a couple. I don't, I still think there's going to be a short leash on on DTR in this one. I agree. And you know where we saw that? We saw that the last two times Ben Roethlisberger played us. He couldn't throw down the field. That's true. He had a hard time running. And they literally passed three to five yards down the field and they knew our defense was the 30th ranked and they couldn't stop it. You got to do the exact same thing to them. They are the 30th ranked defense. The only thing is, is you might get a couple more screens and you still have to challenge them. There'll be a couple of shots that go down the field. And I still, like I said before, I really like that kid's arm. You know, it's just how much control does he have over it? Right. I And I, I think too, as you got to remember too, this is, this is only his third start. So as he gets more comfortable, as he builds chemistry with, you know, Amari and some, you know, Elijah downfield, I think it can open it up. I, I I still think it's a little too soon. He's on a very short leash in that Pittsburgh game. I I think that there was no way Kevin Savansky was just going to cut him loose. And I don't think as Browns fans, we are going to be able to accept that if we lost by two field goals or a touchdown and there was two or three interceptions. We would have lost our minds. We would have been very upset. So I... I, I agree with what he's saying as far as I think down the road, I I think that Kenny, you said it too. The kid's got a cannon arm. He can yeah. he can throw it. It's just I think he's got to get more comfortable with game speed 
and then get some chemistry with these guys. And then the more that he gets chemistry and there's some trust built with coach, I I wouldn't be surprised at all. You know, they kind of let him loose. I mean, the hell they let PJ Walker just kind of go loose, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You know what the stat was from the combine? So the, they measured the velocity of the ball since 2014. And since you were at, in the last episode, basically him and Josh Allen have the two highest measured uh, recordings ever with Josh yeah. Allen being the highest and he's just slightly underneath. I mean, that's a pretty impressive company because Josh Allen has an absolute cannon. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, and one thing, the DTR, we talked about this on Monday, he shaved an entire, over an entire second off of his average time to throw between the Ravens game and Steelers game. And obviously a lot of that, I mean, that's Kevin Stefanski. That's the game script. That's, okay, we've got two backup tackles. I'm not going to give this, you know, aggressive TJ Watt, Highsmith, Hayward, Steelers defensive line anytime to get past you guys to get after my rookie quarterback, we're snap and throw, snap and throw. Basically, we did what we make quarterbacks do against us. Yeah. Fair. yeah. We were just able to come and, out and on if, top. If you would have seen the last drive compared to the rest of the game, like that ball came out fast. Mm-hmm. He came back and that was fast, man. Because I just rewatched it before I got on here because I'm oh, boy. exciting, right? <laughs> and uh, he really got that ball out. And if we can do that, against the Broncos, man, boy, oh boy. But uh, the one thing that we're not talking about is, man, he is so athletic. Watching him in the preseason, like no wonder he was everybody's favorite, uh, like the media darling almost, right? Because he could make plays with his feet, and I was a little shocked they didn't run more than he did. So I'm not sure if he was told not to, don't fumble the ball, like basically, because you don't know where they're coming from. And maybe we'll see a little bit more of his athleticism in this game. That's a good point. I talked about that too on Monday. I was this is kind of the one thing I was hoping for a little more of that we didn't see against the Steelers was the DTR running the ball. But that's a great point. Probably just honestly, you know, they just wanted him to manage the game. Don't turn the ball over. Avoid the big disaster. And he did exactly that. So, you know, he had the one pick, but again, it went off a of guy's hands. I think, like you guys said, he just needs more time with his receivers. He needs more. They they need to talk to him and say, hey. You know, when when we're this far away from you, like you don't have to throw it as hard as you can. You don't have to gun it in here. Just get it to us, and we'll we'll make the play. And I, those touch passes are going to come. He just needs more reps. He needs more experience. And the only way he's going to get it now, unfortunately, is trial during actual games. So we have to get him experience while mitigating risk at the same time. So it's Kevin Stefanski's got his his work cut out for him. And there is nobody I'd rather have handling this situation than Kevin. Yeah, and exactly. And for all you guys out there that are saying like Kevin can't uh, make halftime adjustments, listen, when you have a DTR, there are no halftime adjustments. You have one of the best punters and you have one of the best defenses. You play the field position game. So back to what we were saying, it's going to be the Ben Roethlisberger, what he did to us. We're going to have to do to everybody else if we're not running. And there, there's no there's no deviation from that. that you can win that way. It is somewhat sustainable because we did it against the Steelers, right? Right. So that's just the way it's got to be. Yeah, and you know, I think Blake has talked about the halftime adjustment fallacy before. I heard something. I think it was Tony Dungy talking about it. Even I mean, he's a former NFL coach. Said halftime adjustments don't happen. It it you you would make adjustments the whole way through the game. You adjust based on what's going on series to series and things like that. During halftime, he's like, that's basically where you just get things buttoned up. Go to the bathroom, drop a deuce, whatever guys got to do, and, and then you're back out on the field. I mean, it's 
halftime is pretty short in the NFL if you think about it. So there's not a whole lot of adjustments that go on at halftime. The halftime adjustment thing doesn't really happen. It's you're adjusting the whole game. And that's really what we saw Kevin doing. I mean, even as the Steelers were adjusting during the game and saying, all you're going to do is run and throw short passes. We're taking all that away. Well, Kevin said, okay, you can take all that away, but we're just going to keep going at it because I still don't trust this kid to go downfield. I'm going to continue to avoid the big mistake. Eventually, we're going to break a big one. Reem Hunt with a 16-yard hurdle run, a couple you know, nice throws to David. It, just, it was enough to get it done. And did we not win the game? We won the Maybe game. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I missed something. I know fans are upset, but did we not win? I... Come on now. I know you guys talked about it on the show and um a lot when I was watching and I was just like, there'll never be any love for this guy. You either love him or you you want him gone, which it's kind of criminal, but uh no, I agree. I agree, guys. Yeah. And uh, when we beat the when we beat the Cardinals, I thought we were 0 seven with some of the conversations that I've seen. Yes. Uh, no kidding. No yeah. kidding. I mean the the thing with Kevin is like you said, Justin, you either love him or you hate him. I mean does he do everything right? No, of course not. No coach oh. does. Does he make mistakes? Yes, he does. One thing I keep seeing that drives me crazy right now is, well, he should have thrown the challenge flag on that first, you know, safety, non-safety call right away. Like, when do challenge flags get thrown immediately? You know what I mean? Usually the ne- the team runs up to the line because they're like, oh shit, they're going to challenge this. And they try to run the play. And then usually the snap gets off before and then they're whistling it dead. It's always what happens. Kevin tried to throw that challenge flag. He threw it at the last second, which happens all the time. And the refs claim they didn't see it, which is why whenever he challenged the Ford uh, no touchdown call, he chucked it at the referee's foot and was like, you're going to freaking see this one. And I, you know, Kevin's got a little attitude with him. And I just don't think people, people want to see it, but sometimes I don't think they see it. I agree. It's fair. I like, I wonder if there's any kind of like, um, stat or whatever, like if you're throwing your your challenge flag out in the second play of the game, like maybe just coaches don't do that like uh, immediately either. You know what I mean? Well, and like, you need the end of the end of the game because you know this is going to be a tight game. Yes, right? yes, and you know that on you know we're sitting at home and we get as soon as the play's over, they're showing a replay and we're like, well, that's a safety. Well, there's like 15 to 20 seconds before that te- the the team's getting up there to run the next play. Kevin doesn't have the replays in front of him. All he has is somebody in his headset, and he's got a whole team of guys trying to figure it out real quick because, like you said, it was right at the beginning of the game. Are we going to potentially burn a timeout here trying to challenge this thing? Is it even worth it? How close was it? They're they're trying to do a whole lot of data analysis real fast. And, you know, it's easy for us to sit on the couch and say, oh, he should have thrown it right away. He's he's trying to manage the entire game, not just that, that you know, moment in time. So Unless, unless not act like Pittsburgh doesn't rush up to the line pretty quickly too because they think that there's even a chance that it might be a safety so it's not like this prolonged there's a tv timeout there's any of that going on in the stadium we're talking it's like 10 15 seconds it's quick real quick next play's happening before the ball's hiked so it's not like one of those things it's very easy for a browns fan to wake up monday rewatch the game and go Oh yeah, man. We definitely we got to fire this guy. He should have challenged that. <laughs> right. I'm telling you, in the game, maybe it, from a couple of beverages that I drank. Also, it's very fast. Everything's happening very, very quickly. It's and then by the time they put it up on the jumbotron, it's real quick. And then they're pretty much getting ready to run the next play. Unless it's offense. I've, if it's an offensive play, usually they'll stall a little bit. They'll take a look up there. But they got guys that are watching the play too in the booth and. 
I know it's it's it just blows my mind. Like everybody seems to think that Kevin's sitting there with a, a tablet in his hand, watching instant replay immediately. You know, and he's got all the time in the world to sit there and say, "Well, okay, based on this rule and that rule." Come on, guys. He's doing the best he can, and it's not just him either. Like I said, got a whole team of guys trying to work on that situation. But you know, it is what it is. And sure. the referees suck. They've sucked all year. They suck across the league. They've sucked against us. They've sucked against our opponents. It, it's, it's terrible. One thing that the NFL is really going to have to look at if they want to, I don't know, maintain their legitimacy, I guess. Yeah, Tom Brady had some scathing remarks about the NFL and how it's lost its quality and um, how the refing has been terrible. And I've even, I, I've even seen a, a lot of people just saying like, the way that the CFL is going is is better because they've like like a they review every play they review instant they they review PI you know what I mean and uh, now guys just before I go on here I'm, I'm not saying the CFL is better <laughs> I, I I am an NFL fan I am a Browns fan I'm just saying there's some aspects that they do tend to get right and one of them is review is is a big one that in the CFL that safety would have been reviewed and probably overturned by like an eye in the sky. And for some reason, the NFL cannot get this right. And the CFL is in bed like the NFL is. You can bet on it, you know. And if you're going to get in bed with the, all the major uh, betting companies, you got to get it right. Because if you betted by the safety, guess what? You should have had two chances and you didn't win, right? If you're whatever the, the uh, props were, or the uh, point spread, if you would have missed by two points or a point, you know, that that was so obviously clear. That was a safety. And you, you got, you, they cost you a bunch of money, whatever it was. Last I, last I checked, we were one and a half point favorites and the safety's worth two. So. Yeah, there, there you go. Right? Look at the numbers however you want to, but there it is. Um, I guess before we get too far down that rabbit hole, because we could go all freaking day on how bad the referees are and whether it's real or not for them. Uh, you guys just want to talk about Deshaun Watson real quick? Sure. Deshaun Watson had his surgery. Um, team came out, gave out a statement, said that, you know, the shoulder surgery was successful. Everything's looking good. He's going to be getting his rehab on Friday here after Thanksgiving. And he's all, by all accounts, expected to be fully recovered and ready to go at the start of the 2024 season. So, I mean, that to me, that's just great news. Yeah. I mean, he clearly, when he's healthy, he can spin the rock and get it where it needs to be in an efficient manner. And his wheels are awesome. Like he, he knows when to run. Right. And I mean, aside from the Steelers game, that was awful. But other than that, it's been okay. And he slowly was getting back. It's just super frustrating for everybody because it's like a toy that you can't play with. And uh, now we got to wait another half year for the guy. I get it. Yeah. I agree, Kenny. You nailed it. I thought he was crawling back little literally piece by piece. He was working his way back to at least a level where he was going to be able to take us pretty far with this defense. Like we yeah. I thought that the upside was I don't I want to get too far ahead of things that we can't have happen now. But man, it it was so encouraging and so exciting and I'm still excited. Uh, obviously we're we're still excited as Browns fans. We still have that defense and who knows what happens with this offense, but I thought that they were building such good chemistry 
you know, you saw heroics in that second half against the Baltimore game. And then you find out he was just, he was already hurt and he played through all that. Just very unfortunate, but great news that, you know, successful surgery. Same thing with Nick Chubb. He had his yep. second surgery. That's successful. They're hoping that he'll be back mid-season 2024, last I heard. So, um, you know, the future is bright, Cleveland fans. Don't act like, you know, we, this is it. Like, we have to win now. The salary cap is not, it's almost like uh, like Twitter. It's not really a real thing. It's just kind of, <laughs> like you want to make it. <clears throat> but we'll be fine. I'm very excited. Um, and we got a nice little core oh, man. that we've built over the last few years. And yep. they've developed and we're going we're gonna to be able to roll with this thing for a second. So it's not like the windows closed after this year. No. And well, it's like, it's like Josh always says, it's people want to come to play with the Browns, right? You're either going to want to come here because you want to play with John Watson, or you're going to want to come and play with um, Miles Garrett. Yeah. Yeah. Period. You're absolutely right. Great point. Yeah. I mean, and, and this, this year's like the best year where our, our money makers are, are, like I said, they're, they're producing like our, our, our middle three, like uh, I think we said the last uh, episode too. Denzel Ward is like he's he's balling out, man. He's having a hell of a hell of a season. The only reason he's uh, maybe might not make a Pro Bowl or All Pro, he's not getting the interceptions because the the quarterbacks literally have to throw the ball in the dirt. They got yeah. time, right? Mm-hmm. And then the next guys that are coming up, uh, like Juan Thornhill's doing okay, but Grant Delpit's going to get paid. Like guys want 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 to play with those guys basically what i'm saying yeah for sure i mean and i guess you know we we talk a lot about this season obviously because we're in it and i don't want to deviate too much away from that but i guess we'll just take a quick second justin you made some great points next year looks really really beautiful as well and i I was thinking about the san francisco 49ers like last year they came in they had a stellar defense they had a top three draft pick coming in ready to lead that team on offense and trey lands he breaks his ankle in like, what was it, the second game, like early in the second yeah, game, yeah. done yep. for the season. All right, well, now we got to play our backup, Jimmy G. He gets hurt. Well, now we got to play our seventh round, you know, Mr. Irrelevant. He ends up being good, you know, pretty good, actually, lucky enough. But still, it's not like they just wrote the season off, you know, after, the, you know, a couple guys get injured and said, oh, screw it, you know, we just wasted a good defense. Then they turn around, they come back this year because they're ready to go. They still have a great defense. They've got the pieces in place. And that's exactly what we're going to be too next year. So I'm very excited for where this team is heading. And the way this season plays out is going to dictate a lot of how the offseason goes next season. And it's all very exciting right now. Yep. Okay. Well, I guess before we get out of here, uh, True Senpai here on the chat wants us to briefly talk about the game on Saturday. He's talking about Ohio State and Michigan. There is no other game on Saturday. So if you guys yeah. are Browns fans, but you don't really care about the Ohio State-Michigan rivalry, then sorry, you see my shirt. You know you know who I'm pulling for. Obviously, we're Buckeye fans. And um, I don't know. You guys want to give some thoughts on the game real quick? Well, we got to pull it out, man. There you go. I, uh, I'm an Ohio fan. I'm mostly a Cleveland sports diehard. But, you know, obviously, we have a, a nice program in Columbus to root for. I feel like it's almost a setup game for Ohio State. No matter what, when we win, there's going to be excuses. Either Harbaugh, it's because Harbaugh's not there. I wish he was there because when we kicked our ass, we don't have to hear any excuses about it. 
But um, don't make a statement. I feel like, you know, everybody has kind of put down Ohio State a little bit, whether it's the offense. They're a nice team. They got playmakers everywhere on both sides of the ball. So I hope, uh, you know, they go in there, they kick the shit out of them, embarrass them in their home crowd. And then uh, lay, let's let's see what those rankings look like and we'll head towards that Big Ten championship. Let's go. Oh, I.O. I.O. That's right, man. I mean, the last couple have not been so stellar. No. Buckeyes. Um, this, the, the, the problem has been defense. Problem has been defense. And I honestly, I get my games mixed up. I think it was two years ago we played in Michigan, right? And it was the rain game with CJ Stroud and the boys. And it was one of those games where it was like, man, if it had been a nice day or just not rainy, I think we kill them because I don't, our passing attack was so prolific. It was unbelievable. And we got forced into basically being one dimensional and it just happened to be the one dimension. They were pretty good at shutting down and it just, it's the way it goes. You know, it's football. And I think our defense is pretty legit this year. I, I'm excited to see how they do. Like you said, Kenny, Kyle McCord just, it, it's tough. We've been spoiled, you know, with Justin Fields and Stroud and Haskins before them. I mean, we've had some great quarterbacks at Ohio State and, you know, not every guy that you put behind center is going to be, you know, a first round draft pick. So, Kyle McCord, I think he has progressed this year though, which is encouraging yes, for sure because he did not look so. great to start out. It's a it's a game where, where Marvin Harrison Jr. has to show why he's Marvin Harrison Jr. You know, the, he's, yeah. he's here to win us these games and it'll just solidify his draft uh stock capital whatever you want to call it uh for him personally and he'll go down in buckeye history by beating the wolverines and then you know you just can't have the others stupid turnovers silly penalties like your head's so much into the game that you just do something so offsides um that that's basically the way it goes yeah i mean they have they have everything i find like everything's on them right now and not really on us i don't know if you guys are getting that where you are guys are at but it almost seems i feel like we're the underdog a little bit and uh usually when it's that way it's better for for us to win but we'll see what happens yep we will see what happens so it's a great weekend for football can't wait for it all and Unless you guys have anything else to go, I think we're going to wrap it up. Does that sound good? Sounds wonderful. All right. Well, Justin. Everybody have a. Oh, go ahead. Go, no, go ahead. you do it. You. I was going to tell you, just get healthy, man. You got to get better. Don't worry. We'll we'll get there, baby. We'll get there <laughs> one day at a time, one day at a time. You know, um, I'm just uh, blessed to be here and, uh, you know, I'm blessed to be a part of this uh, Browns winning streak. But I hope everybody has a wonderful holiday and enjoy a great weekend of sports and, uh, Hey, let's just go Browns, baby. Let's go. That's right. Go Browns. Yeah, pull, pull this out. I, I want to say one thing. Big shout out to all you guys supporting me from the November program. Yes. Yep. Uh, Thank you, everybody. I, oh, yeah, Kenny. Every, every year, and I appreciate all you guys. Uh, I'm a cancer survivor. I've been out of uh, testicular cancer for 12 years. I got to ring the the bell, uh, what is it, 11 years ago now, right? And I'm discharged from the program. Uh, when you have that specific cancer, there's nothing you can get out of it, right? But the main message is is for it's it's just for males to take care of themselves because males end up dying too unhappy and too early. And so uh, this is just like a notice for you guys: take care of yourselves, right? And raising that money for uh, Movember, you should just read what they do and all the programs that they have, right? 
And uh, that helps a lot of people get along, right? Uh, there's a suicide prevention, mental wellness. It's all there. It's all together. It's all attached. Just make sure you take yourself. Love you guys. Appreciate everything. Love you, bro. That's awesome. Wise, wise words. Great man there. Great man. Yep. Right. So if Blake's still out there in the chat, I'm not sure if he is or not, but drop that Movember link in the in the chat for everybody. And it's on it's on Twitter. It's, if you guys need it, just you can find it. Let us know. Um, just want to remind everybody the whatever F and takes t-shirts, Black Friday, Cyber Monday sale. Go get those now. Wear them proud this year. This team is yes. doing some things. Uh, and and just last thing, the Omaha Stakes Black Friday, Cyber Monday sale is going on. 50% off site wide, $30 extra off when you use our code DOGS. So go get your orders in. They make great gifts for the holidays. I get everybody in my family Omaha Steaks. So take care of everybody and give them something that they can use, you know, into the new year, not just one day. I guess that's it. Let's go. We'll wrap it. We'll wrap it up. Go, baby. (laughs) Appreciate everybody joining us today. Happy Thanksgiving. We love everybody out there. Thanks for supporting the show. Join the dogs.com. Do the seven day free trial if you want to do Discord with us on Sunday for the Broncos game. Let's go, Browns. Let's go, Brownies. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Dogs Podcast. Make sure you subscribe on YouTube and follow us on Twitter at the Dogs Podcast. Get your thoughts on the show at thedogspodcast.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.